left behind i am brian and uh, it does feel good to be back with two of my favorite people this evening kicking it down to austin first i've got frank with us tonight frank how are you what's up brian doing well how are you dandy and also up in tulsa town the mustachioed madman the thriller in vanilla villain how are you doing tonight buddy Good, Brian. How are you? I am Wonder Wonderball. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. I'm really struggling with this camera angle tonight, so I just turned myself off. <laughs> you've turned you've turned yourself off, Willem. You've got some heat that just won't quit. Okay, don't ever <laughs> say that you've turned yourself off, because you, my friend, are a hot burning flame that will burn through any woman or man's desires. Okay. Thank you. Brian. Don't Thank don't you. ever turn yourself off. All right. You shine bright like a fucking diamond, villain. I right. am uh, shining bright this evening, drinking a hibiscus zinger from Armadillo Ale Works in Dan, Texas. And it's it's wonderful for me because this is supposed to be a seasonal beer, bro. This, this shit isn't supposed to be out this late. They made another batch. They said 2020, fuck it, we're making it again. They made a hibiscus zinger again. They made winter stellar through the fucking year, which is their winter ale, which is amazing. Like... Armadillo Ale Works, they got it going on, man. I'm fucking, I'm digging their nice. year-round shit. Hella good. Uh, Frank, are you drinking anything fun? I saw you were drinking wine before the cast, which is acceptable. No, I just, yeah, I had a, a little bit of rosé. The wife wanted some wine, so I poured her some and tasted a little bit on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, a little something to wet your beer. makes sense. That's right. I poured myself the Live Oak Oaktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's it's very uh, well. I don't know if it's an actual Mirton. It's 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 called Munich style lager. Yeah. Great beer. Yeah, I mean, super super drinkable. It's very different than a lager. I mean, it's like super malty. Well, I don't you you get it's not different than a lager. Loggers can be malty. Loggers can be dry. Loggers. Can well, be the ones be. that I've like that I'm used to. You know, like I'm used to those kind of. Piss yellow, straw yellow uh, lagers. That's yeah. normally what I drink. So Frank, we've been doing this far too long. The yinglings and so. I was gonna say I don't drink yingling. We don't have it available. I've never, I, I've never actually had yingling. Yeah. You said you're used to the yingling. So. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Um, no, uh, Shiner Bach, my friend. It's a lager. Oh, that's true. And, I didn't think about. Yeah, this is this is actually more like a Shiner, I guess, in uh, that in that manner. Well. I mean, I was going to say, uh, to clarify further, uh, Shiner Bach is not an actual German Bach. It is an American adjunct lager, but it is mm. it is more malty. Uh, but that, a Munich-style lager, will also be more malty. Uh, Munich-style, that, that's uh, designated by the water profile, but also the malt that's used. Um, Got it. Which has a little more roast to it, so it has a little more color, yeah. a little more caramel Delicious. Character. Uh, I think of it as uh, and, and bread, more bready than like uh, cereally uh, when you compare yeah. uh, light lagers it's to definitely, 
butter. Like a little bit more chewy, chewy on the tongue, if you will. There you go. Well, I mean, it's also made by Live Oak, so there's no telling what sort of like yeast strain they used if it was like open fermented or some crazy shit. So, or aged on wood or let's see, our Oktoberfest is a decoction mash, which mm-hmm. decoction mash is uh, hella difficult to do. We can, you can just ask Derek and I. Um, honoring Bavarian <laughs> tradition using the finest German malts and noble hops. Balance this rich malty fullness with a subtle smooth hop character. A classic. Oops. I don't know what the fuck that is. This is some German shit. There's like an umlaut and an apostrophe next to a bunch of consonants together. So I'm not even going to try to mm. pronounce that shit. Uh, no, I'm jealous. I, I really wish we had more Live Oak shit up here. I would enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, and if, if you ever are in Austin, top of the list, like Live Oak... I, I know there's there's varying opinions, right? It's like pizza in certain towns. It's the same thing here, you know, different breweries, different different crowds. But I'd 100% recommend you go to Jester King and you don't skip Live Oak. And then one of my favorites that not a lot of people will recommend, but we've recommended before, is Skull Mechanics. Yep. Everything else in between? Go wherever you want. Those three are going to be your most unique experiences. Everywhere else is going to have, outside of Blue Owl, which is also worth it if you like sours, um, is going to have very similar styled beers. They're not going to be trying as many funky things. I think there's a there's a uh, like a an oak smoked lager of some kind that they make that I've had before, and I always forget the name. Live Oak. Yeah, Live Oak makes. Um yeah, it's an all wheat smoked, uh, like wheat beer, uh, that had been yeah. dead forever. And I cannot think of the fucking name. Are you kidding me, Frank? It was on the shelf yesterday. Are you kidding me, uh, Frank? How, what, it, what if, what has my life? We, we take four weeks off and I don't know. And we what forget the hell. it. I, yeah. oh my Christ. Uh, what the fuck was that called? This is going to drive me out of my fucking mind it's something similar it's 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 also punny like october no it's not punny it's grojitsky what is it grojitsky Grojitsky. yeah it's a it's a uh, polish beer but it's you're right it's not punny at all no it's not it's it's old uh g-r-o-d-z-i-s-k-i-e grojitsky god damn man like ah and i'm trying to gear up to do like a beer benefit dinner at the end of this month too so like I've I've got to bone up on this shit. I got to be honed in, man. I got to have my shit together. You, God, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I know that's the one that doesn't really make it out of Austin. No. Um, so I'll, I'll get you get you some. I I totally saw it. I was gonna buy it. I just forgot. Um, very unique beer. That uh, it's a love hate beer. Yeah. If you like smoky things, it goes very well with barbecue. If you do not like smoky things. You're gonna even bother. Yeah, honestly, it tastes like smoked ham. That's the best descriptor Mm -hmm. I I have for it. And I know I'm not the best at descriptors sometimes, but this one is dead ass accurate. Like, I'm a big fan of it. The wife is not. Yeah, it's so it's it it, it's that kind of beer. It's don't expect people to like it. (laughs) It's not a unifying brew. Uh, What's also not at all. What's also wild is the original style uh, was meant to be brewed at like two and a half percent alcohol. Mm. which is fucking nuts, but it is an all unmalted smoked wheat beer. So yeah, yeah. It's not going to put off a whole lot of residual sugars for fermentation. Um, also, the so, um, dead. Anyway, 
Yes. What are you drinking? No, sorry, Willem. I to say Willem. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a Guinness Extra Stout again. I think Ooh, yeah. One of the last times I was on here, I was drinking this. Yeah, honestly, we we're. Uh, I, I was struggling thinking of beer names, uh, which you know is rare for me. And I was like, wait, we took three, four weeks off, and I'm forgotten what the fuck beer is at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's got the bubbles in it. Well, well, well deserved time off is what I'll say. I, I mean, much needed. Yeah, I think I need more time off. But you know, oh boy, one second. Frank, I'm getting my haircut, Brian. Huh? Getting my haircut. Yeah, thanks. I uh, I let it grow out for way too long, and then I decided to just shave it all down. And then I went to my favorite place to get a haircut, and I do what I always do, which is forget who I had last time. And then every it's a literal crapshoot. Every time I go in, I'm like, oh, is this person going to fuck up my hair? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And this one kind of did. So this is like two, three weeks growth. So it's back to normal. Like, decent. It looks good. Thank you. I appreciate I've it. Been, I have been going to the same person since 2015. And uh, I, I actually meant to cancel my membership because of the pandemic. You know, I'm not going into these places anymore. Yeah. Um. My hair is like past, <laughs> past anything reasonable. It's I have to like maintain my hair now, otherwise it'll be unhealthy. I mean, villain, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, that's about the length of the hair of your hair when I met you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the last time it was that long. Yep, <laughs> which was hilarious because uh, for people who might not know, uh, uh, Villam and Frank are brothers and uh, live very different hairstyles, is what I will call it. Uh, so when I first met Willem and he's got his, you know, I'm just going to call it a, like a quaff of hair on his head, like a nice full length quaff of hair on his head. And his older brother, Frank is just more, we'll just call it, I don't want to say high and tight because that's a whole different look altogether, but Frank's always got a pretty well-groomed, well-groomed mane on top of his head. And when I saw these two standing next to each other, I was like, what the fuck happened in childhood? Like, where <laughs> what, where did the roads divul- like, divert from each other? I, I mean, whatever. You're both very wonderful, unique Pretty individuals. Common for siblings to be very different. It's just kind of a thing. You see the person do that. Well, no, so, I mean, even... Yeah, I was like, I saw him shit in the bed with his hair. Yeah, and I took it <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I was like, let it grow, brother, let it grow. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just, it's not for it's not good or bad. It's just, well, I, I, if you're doing that, then I want to do my own thing. Even like, the type, I, I, even well, the type and color of y'all's hair is so vastly different. It's ridiculous. Well, so, Brian, that's I don't... That's very I don't good. know... I don't know if you if you know this, but... Uh, Disney actually, there's a copyright infringement suit going through the courts right now. Willem and I are suing. Yeah. Willem wrote the song, You Should Really Let Your Hair Grow. And uh, <coughs> that turned into, You want to go to Snowman? Yeah. I felt like he just, he just cut you off with it. It was oh so God. bad. I, like, Willem, I will say, have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Uh, it is ringing a bell. That's the one where you the emotions are like 
Outside Your Body. Yeah. They're all different uh, actors. Yeah, I vaguely remember that movie. It is a really good. It's a really it's like, good. good movie. I'm just gonna share my screen for one second here. Okay. The angry guy that's played by Lewis Black is fucking hilarious. I just want to. I just want to show you the vibes in which you're giving off at the moment. Um, are heavy inside out dad vibes. I just want to point this out. What's happening? The has become the inside out dad. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Which is hilarious to me. (laughs) Yeah, so, I, I mean, but speaking of haircuts, I'm, I'm in the position where I need one, but everything around me is kind of going crazy at the moment. So I, I, I'm trying to find kind of a barber that will come to the house, you know, and cut my hair outside or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah it's I, not, I, not, I, not fun. The haircut's probably the, the worst part. Like I know going to bars is fun. Going to movie theaters and restaurant. That's fun. That stuff hasn't impacted me that much. It's this whole like secondary normal getting a haircut you're like shit i could have just done that quickly now it's like you need an appointment and they're all booked up or you know like it's it's very that that kind of day-to-day shit is is still kind of taking a bit to get used to here's my stance on that i've had two haircuts during the pandemic here uh humble brag i know uh but places like sport clips um, a giant like corporations that have money to throw at resources to make sure that you only have like four to five people in a giant room at one time. Yeah, like that's been a benefit because every the the two times that I've gone in to get my haircut, I've been one of two patrons in getting my haircut at that. Oh, time. that's nice. And like it's because they have like a system put in place where they can't book more than three people at a time based on the size of the yeah of the building. Uh, so. That is nice, and they do. <laughs> the first time I went in, it was hilarious. Uh, the lady who's cut my hair. First off, I can't. I checked in online. I walked in. She was like, "I've got you coming up next. Can you wait outside?" No problem. Absolutely. Go stand out, you know, by my car, or whatever. And I get a text alert saying to come in. I come in, and you know how usually they come in, they do that weird like handshake thing. Nice to meet you. What are we gonna do for you today? Instead, this lady grabs a bottle of hand sanitizer with a spray nozzle attachment. She goes, "Hold out your hands." Blah blah blah, and just hit me like four times with hand sanitizer from about five feet away. Shit, you not. It was just a stream mm-hmm. of it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna lather this up to my fucking elbows because there's so much on my hands. That's fine. We're good. I'm clean. Well, now. have you? Have you noticed how the the squirt bottle design and I think maybe maybe we're missing something here, right? Squirt bottle design does not work as well as it could. Okay? Hear me out. Okay. That little nozzle, uh-huh. okay? It gets gunky after so many people use it. Are you talking and then, the, are you talking the hand the yeah, yeah. Then you thing? then you get okay. the you get the split spray. Yeah. Or you get the hey, hold on, hold on, everybody go spray, you know? Um I just feel like there's there's something we can do here in the in the sort of small innovations but big life changers world. Oh, you mean the twenty first you know? century? Like let's get with it. Yeah. I don't know. I just there's something there. There's there's something there. You know what I think big I think big Purell has the, the has the or big lotion really. It's big lotion. 
because they've been the, no, the founders of ocean you mean johnson and johnson hey <laughs> whatever you do in your house villain is whatever it's up to you but in my house we call it big ocean johnson a family company <laughs> that's right yeah because you can't say johnson and johnson because every every dumbass like 13 year olds trapped in a 40 year old body like myself just sees two dicks going together every time they hear johnson and johnson I'm like <laughs> fucking just oh my two god! Hot dog wiener slapping fair. together on that's a bottle. Fair, that's what I, I just I'm, I wasn't creative enough to think of that until you just said that. Well, that's all you'll think of anytime you hear Johnson and Johnson, which is why they changed it to <laughs> SC Johnson, a family company. A family company. Yeah, because a family company doesn't rub dicks together. I mean, they probably <laughs> do. They have every right to rub dicks together. You do. You know what? Companies out there rub dicks together if you feel like it. Vaginas too. Non-binary as well. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll say COVID impacts largest to me have been the haircut and then the car wash. Okay, those are the two. Explain car wash to me. No, I like to get take my place my my car once a month to oh, yeah. this car wash where they do the outside and then detail the inside for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like thirty five bucks. It's 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 a little luxury. It's okay? a treat yourself, but it's, it's worth the, it. It's the MVP at Sport Clips. Yeah, because it's like it's going to take me three hours to do what they do for me in 15, 20 minutes. Is it as good as I would have done? No. Does it matter long term? Not really. You know, I can go in and wipe a couple spots where they didn't do it right or got a little overspray. You know, like they're going to do as good of a job as I need them to do. Um, and they don't do the inside of cars anymore. Oh, so now do. I'm makes sense. stuck doing it. And it sucks. Like, I really don't like washing cars. <laughs> like, I do not like it. Um, and now I'm stuck doing it. I know. It's, it's a fucking first world complaint. It's like. It's, you just have to, like, accept that you have to do it and just try yeah. to embrace it. That's the only thing you can do. I mean, for three years when I was in college, that's how I made my money. I would come home. I would have client like a, a client base built up. I'd come home, like, one it's weekend a cars. month and wash nice. detail cars but it's because i actually love detailing cars really? like i'll bust out the wax block like we'll fucking get down to the nitty-gritty and do shit inside too like i have like, the car wow no do shit do shit not yeah. do not do, do shit do yeah shit not do, do shit. shit i don't want to i don't how wanna, do you but brian can you explain to us how you douche do a car nail pipe yeah, you jam it right in the tailpipe. You make sure the water comes goes in and then comes out, cleansing it. It's kind of like a neti pot. It's like a <laughs> not for the tailpipe. It's fine. It's got to travel a long way through yeah, catalytic converters and mufflers. It's fine. You're not going to do anything. Also, I would freak people out because I would also do engine detailing, like engine bay detail. Mm. Um, and you you open the hood of the car and just fucking pressure wash the shit out of the inside. Just spray like spray it down just like you would the outside of the car people are like, oh it's got electronics in there like oh oh you mean sealed electronics yeah sure that's fine we can spray this shit down are you serious yeah you spray down the inside of your car the inside the under the hood yeah uh i even oh oh, oh. so actually funny you mentioned oh. that villain because when i was a uh i worked as a lot porter at a car dealership and i would have to prep cars for like when they were sold so one of the easy tricks to do is, you know, the first thing you notice whenever you open the door of a car is the like kicker panel right there. Like as you step into the car, it's usually yeah. like nicer cars have branded kicker panels or whatever. 
Um, but the easiest thing, the easiest way to clean those is to open the door, take the pressure washer and spray the inside, uh, spray that kicker panel down. And when someone sees you open a car door and just start spraying away with the goddamn pressure washer, people's buttholes <laughs> get real tight. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, no, calm down. Also the best way to clean, uh, you know, cloth. so, so speaking, speaking of pressure washing, few people wasn't. actually know how little water those things use. Like, if you, if you own a pressure washer and you use it, you might, for, for a big job, you might use two gallons of water. Like, it's not a shit ton of water that goes through the pressure washer to do what you need it to do. Yeah. Big, big fan of the pressure washer over here. Huge fan. Yeah, I mean, enough to cut me off my story. It was a big deal. I, it, it, Sorry, Brian. The best, <laughs> I was going to say, if you've got cloth uh, floor mats and you take your car to a like a, a, a place <laughs> that you drop quarters in and fucking and wash your car... The pressure wash your fucking floor mats while you're while you're doing it. Take them out. If you're going to that kind of car wash. Go ahead and just like open a competing one, and you'll just like rake in money. <laughs> yeah, the, dude. I, I, that, I mean, that's where I would take. That's where I would take cars when I was detailing them. Ooh. Just take them in there. There's way more modern solutions now. Their car washes are so much better now. But they're not. Go go to the most high tech car wash. Like the drive-through car wash, brushless, whatever you want to fucking, whatever you want to do, go through those, and then have someone actually pressure wash your car and detail it. The two okay. are vastly I mean, different. I mean, that's an obvious statement. You are correct. Well, that's uh, like a dollar car wash. Yeah, but that's the thing. I was just gonna follow that with. It depends on what you're actually trying to get out of the car wash. Yeah. If I'm trying to get showroom quality in my driveway. First off, probably not a good idea because um, it's going to get fucked tomorrow. Um, second, um, you but know, that goes I would obviously unless you garage your car. I, I, exactly. But I would I would probably pay someone. So I happily pay for a good detail once or twice a year. The rest of the time, I'm just talking about maintenance washing, you know, and the maintenance wash. Yeah, I'll go to a touchless if I do go to a. Uh, uh, a drive-through car wash. There's really only one or two of them that I go to that I know um, they're using whatever the the uh, chamois cloth spinner things. You, you know, like sure. We have just like a, some drive-through washes that you just drive through, and then you go pull around to the side and they have all day running vacs for free. And like they have little air hose nozzles that you can spray down the inside of your car with air, you know, to get the dog hair yeah. crevices and shit for free. And then I just have like a bottle of the, uh, dash cleaner type of stuff that I'll wipe the inside down with. And that's pretty good on it. Like as soon as the hair is out of there, my car looks like new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the dog hair does do a number. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that is that is the one the one bit of tech that I will pick up before the end of the year is a quality shop vac for the house, because yeah. like I, I, everything that you've described and everything that we've been talking about, I've been able to do in my driveway uh, with simple hose, bucket, brush, soap, and a quick what they call a quick detail which is just a spray finisher. It's not water resistant. It's not wax. It's it literally is just, it clears up any water spots. Uh, and that, I mean, I get a really good shine on the outside and the, the soap that I use is rain X branded soap. So I do get water repellent protection for the old paint for a couple of weeks oh, yeah. and it's nice, but I will say 
like next step, shot back for the inside because then the inside will become as pristine as the out. Because yeah, um, dog hair is a real motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We have white, I have like light beige seats and a black dashboard in my car, which is like, oh cool. So all the black dog hair shows up on the seats and all the white dog hair shows up on the dashboard. Fucking got it all covered, gang. We got fucking, gang's all here. This sucks. Uh, I have all black interior. Uh, My dog hair is crazy in there. And then like any hint of dust is just like, Always showing up on the dash. So oh, but um, just, it, uh, you should be happy that dust is not an issue in Oklahoma because you know the wind's not blowing around all the time and it's not yeah, fucking right. like ninety percent dirt up there at any given point. Yeah, it's been it's very dusty like the last couple <laughs> days, just randomly. Uh, did y'all see the fucking dust storm that crept across Kansas the other day? No, <laughs> holy shit! It was a full-on dust storm. Hit like the wow. hit like west central west central Kansas. Wait, are we are we done with car talk? Uh, yeah, I think car talks. I, I killed car. Talk. Uh, I, I fucking... Are you a, are you a two bucket washer? No, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I, I are you talking about the rinse and the soap? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. I take the water hose and just spray the chamois off or the 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 brush. God, I got it. I'm done. Fair enough. So, um, okay, now that we're done with car talk, uh, are we on to new beers? Yet. Uh, I saw you poured a new one. I did. I'm just going to play it. I haven't heard it in a while. Think about making shirts. You tell me. I think so. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for a beer count. Listen to this track. Beers. Still my favorite fucking part. I can't express to you how much I love. One it is definitely my favorite drop of ours. <laughs> uh, I don't it's know so good. what I was listening to, but I was like, I, I just see shirts being made up with fucking <laughs> old school trumpets or like Vuvuzelas with uh, banners hanging off of them. And just in the words, like, it's time for a beer count. And then on the back, it's just listen to these tracks, beers. And then yep. no explanation. Walk of flame. Yeah, walk of, yeah, walk of like uh, die cut uh, head. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> Uh, we'll get sued and no one will. <laughs> we'll get sued and no one will know what the fuck is going on. It'll be great. Uh, Frank, are you drinking anything different, or are you just drinking? Uh, a no, I'm, I'm 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 nursing this one. It's nursing it in the way that like it's so good. Yeah, I just like little sips of it, and you know, it's just it's it's the flavor is amazing. Um, Willem, are you still drinking uh, Guinness Extra Stout? Yeah, that is all I have in my fridge. I, I still I can't express how good those like every fucking Guinness beer. So is, good. I don't give a shit. Under ten dollars. I mean, like you cannot beat this. And no. so, like the only other reason I would drink anything else is to support local. So I love to buy around and stuff. But I mean, I have just been crushing on these. I swear. Not crush. Fall beer. Great fall beer. Crush on brother. So I uh, am drinking a Howling Gourds pumpkin ale. From the Joseph Brow Brewing Company. <laughs> okay. So, Brian, before you say anything about that. Okay. I really don't like pumpkin beers. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that pumpkin beer? Okay, so I like... There are very few beers that I don't like. Just going to come straight out and say that. Uh, like beer styles, that is. I like pumpkin ale. I like pumpkin beers. 
I think they have their place, they have their time, and I can appreciate them. Can my, I say Dogfish Head makes a really good pumpkin beer? Well, thanks for stealing my thunder, villain. Jesus, H. No, no. They honestly, there. I was gonna say pumpkin ale from Dogfish Head is my favorite. Oh. Like, so it is as far as far as pumpkin beers go. That is like peak. Um, pumpkin from Southern Tier is right up there. They don't use any vanilla, Frank. So you're fine. You could enjoy it. Um, but I honestly, this shit from Trader Joe's or Trader's Joe, either way, um, is really fucking good. Uh, Mrs. Brian, yeah. Mrs. Brian doesn't like it nearly as much as Dogfish Head. I but she's also one of those people of like, if you can't make a beer better than the best, then why even fucking make a beer? Which <laughs> like, okay, like let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I see your point. Um, it is not as good as Dogfish Head by any stretch, but it is very good. And at the price point of like eight dollars a six pack or whatever the hell Trader Joe's is selling their beer for, you yeah. can't you can't fucking beat it. Uh, it is heavy handed with cinnamon. I'm gonna be honest. Um, but 7% alcohol helps and the price tag is also nice. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Frank, I understand. Uh, there are some people who absolutely despise isn't even a strong enough word for pumpkin beers. Uh, are you one of those people? I'm a, an avid hater uh, of pumpkin beers. So I guess the way that, you know, is my hating style. It could probably be despised. Yeah. I despise pumpkin beers. I mean, fair. I, 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 I just don't think it, it's like, I don't want to sound purist. Mm, but. I'm, I am, however, not a huge fan in general of adding shit to beer in general. Like mm. the first beers that we liked was that uh, Berry Vice, you know, and I still like that beer. It's a little sweet now for me, but I, if, if someone has it, I'll drink one. Um, but I don't really have very many beers that have, you know, kind of these additional flavors outside of the malt and the hops. Um, I'm just not a huge fan. E- even when I get some of these juicy IPAs and they have like guava in them or mango, like I just no. It, it To me, it takes away from the flavor of, you know, the core reason i bought the beer i guess <laughs> i i mean there there's some beers that like the 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 ingredients in the beer produce flavors like guava and mango and that's that's i i am very impressed when that happens and um, those i'm good with those i'm good with it's like the juicy that produces that orange bitterness well no i mean those are still from the ingredients it's not from additional, additional no that's what yeah that's what i'm saying oh, okay. that's what i'm I saying i want to make sure yeah. i'm on the same page with you uh, yeah, no. Yeah, like tree, tree, Treehouse's uh, uh, juicy IPA literally ch- tastes like beer orange juice. It's insane. Um, uh, so what what you're talking about are fruited beers or yeah. like adjunct beers. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, the, it, I, but see, then I go back to what what I've always talked about of like you know I can see the value in that, and I'm the worst judge of what beer should and shouldn't be sold. Uh, unless, yeah, I'm, I, unless I'm I, talking, I, I totally. unless I'm talking off mic, in which case I will gladly tell you what beers can be shoved straight up your ass and what beers, uh, shouldn't be. Uh, and I, feel but like- you know, like we're, we're kind of in that time of the year where all of this weird shit comes out, like the Christmas ales that come out every year that you know, they're like, Oh, here's a brownie toffee, sticky pudding <laughs> da, 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 ale. And you're like, guys, what? Why? Like, no. 
you find those list them shelves like six months later yep. yeah price reduced fries <laughs> yeah they're they're, they're like they're hitting the bottles with a, with a fucking feather duster on the shelves those are my favorite yeah like yeah. top 10 <laughs> list of buys a six pack <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> No, it's like there, there, there should be a top ten list of like things not to put in and not to release, or or, or when not to release beers like this, and things not to put in, in in it definitely starts with candy and ends with like weird fucking fruits no one's ever heard of. Um, you don't want a lychee then, beer. Uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the coolest New Belgium beers that I ever tasted uh, had lychee. And uh, then the follow-up to that seasonal was uh, coconut curry. And let me just tell you right now, if I oh, hadn't... If God, I, that sounds awful. If I yeah, hadn't... I would totally try that. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat as Villem of like, I would totally try that. Villem, I'm going to yeah. tell you as an experience, I would have tried that, guy. Don't fucking try that. It's goddamn <laughs> awful. And if I hadn't already been in love with New Belgium from years of drinking it, I would have been complete if that was my first experience with new belgium i'm like get the fuck out of here their beers suck well how, how was the lychee one eh, it was all right it wasn't wasn't anything but lychee lychee can lychee can lend itself right because yeah. it can be kind of sour so yeah. like yeah. it's either really sweet or right before it turns sweet it can be a little sour so i i get the lychee i'm not gonna buy it again i'm not a huge fan of fruited beers but yeah we need this top 10 list ingredients not to add and then 100 if you're doing something funky if you want to get lost in the fucking wave of funkiness don't release it between october and january like all of this shit is about to hit the shelves you're gonna see people releasing like fucking the craziest christmas ales um what was it last year that well they do it every year but prairie released i think it was two years ago the deconstructed uh christmas Oh bomb? no, that was that wasn't Christmas bomb. That was just deconstructed bomb. But it was this time of year that they released it. Yeah, and it was a forty dollar four pack, and it goes to so, exactly what we were talking about of like, oh cool, it's forty bucks. But then in uh, July of the following year, it was marked down to like twenty bucks a four pack, and you're like, because all of it was already it over. Was, it was still like, on the shelf. Dude, yeah. <laughs> well, and their their concept was kind of cool, but they, I mean, they jerked themselves into a frenzy of how much they should charge for it. So Bomb yeah. has four main ingredients, chocolate, spice, vanilla, and f- coffee. Um, so they all four beers highlighted those four flavors, and that was like, oh, you pour them together and you have Bomb. First off, that's not how that works. Second off, I don't think that was the execution. But I, I will say this. One, but- public service announcement. Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale will be on the show in the next two Very weeks. Good. So go ahead and set your fucking calendars. Just anytime you're at the grocery store, look for Celebration. If you see it, pick it up and fucking enjoy and thank me later. Second, you bring up a good point, Frank. If y'all are into it, I would like to put together top 10 flavors from us that we don't want to see in a fucking beer. And I, I, yeah. it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be Christmas beers. It, it can be from past bad beer experiences. Do you think we can go around the horn and each give three bad flavors and then agree that vanilla should be used in fucking very small doses? 
in goddamn. Well, I mean, my first one, my first one was gonna be Madagascar vanilla. Nah, bean. that's already taken. That's um, a universal agreement that everyone. <laughs> okay. Remember, a universal agreement. Do you remember the shot of, of vanilla extract that I took about two years ago? Oh my god, I'll never forget that. How was it? Uh, I villa. His, his shit smelled like vanilla. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I shit vanilla for the next like two days, and every time oh, I. Oh no! Every, that is terrible. That's the worst outcome. <laughs> every time I burped, I it would be that. vanilla and whatever I just burped up. It was <laughs> fucking horrendous. And it all started because we were talking about how uh, flavor extracts are really, really high in alcohol. And like teenagers uh, in some parts of the country will go and just drink like flavor extracts in the grocery store or buy a bunch of it and they go drink it outside. And um, why are People are just like alcoholics born. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, also when you tell some, uh, you tell a fucking 16 year old, don't do something. They're going to fucking do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how it started. And I went into the pantry and I found some vanilla extract and I was like, Oh, this shit is like 25% alcohol or some, some shit like that. Anyway, poured a little like cap full and did it. And it was like drinking gasoline. It was so fucking bad. It was, don't do not drink that, and that's why vanilla makes the top of the list as a universal should never be or when added to beer better be in extremely measured amounts, small yeah. amounts. Yeah. If you, if um, you smelled vanilla or like almond extract, it like smells like a really nice liqueur, you know, like something that'd be really good like after dinner. Yeah, but it isn't. It isn't a no, very nice liqueur. It is death. <laughs> It's goddamn liquid fire is what it is. <laughs> you know, I, I, so Villain was saying kids are born alcoholics. I mean, I think it's more like it piqued their interest and they could get alcohol this way. Right? I was going to bring up the um, fact that that sounded like someone who had a fucking MIP at 14, but that's right. <laughs> but no, but not, not just that. I was going to say, do you remember Villain? Crazy things like people drinking rubbing alcohol and like hydrogen uh, peroxide, nail polish. Like, what are you doing? Like, sorry, really? Frank. Well, where, where okay. So, so this it leads me to my story, Willem. Do you remember when we were we lived in Shorewood and the Aussie shampoo guy's kid <laughs> stopped by one day and he was like, "Hey, um, do you guys want to do whippets?" And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah. Do you guys have any whipped cream in the closet that we can use? And I was like, I don't, I don't even, I, we might have had whipped cream, but I was like, this is screaming incorrect to me. I mean, like, this kid is fucking weird. Yeah. This dude at, what, what, what was he? Like 13, 12, 13? Great. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing fucking whippets with whipped cream. Uh, in his house, like I mean, multi-million-dollar mansion. Like he built like a fucking high school linebacker in sixth grade, and he played football like one. Like, he, he should not have been out on the field with these children, frankly. Legitimately, <laughs> that egregious. Well, also, so he'd he'd hit he'd hit a kid who's like one tenth of his size, and his dad would go crazy on the sideline like i i shit you not that guy made me cry on the football field (laughs) (laughs) i was way far off the play there was no reason for him to even signal me out and he like went after me and threw me like 
feet back on, <laughs> directly onto my back, knocked the wind out of me. Like I was so just like shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. What a dick! What an absolute dick! I, that kid had to have been on steroids. I yeah, I mean, but he he didn't grow to be that tall. Like, no, he, like he just ripped and like nah that that kid he was like pumping HGH like fucking yeah. Weights. Well, keep in mind he, he was he was like he 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 grew really fast and then he didn't grow a lot. But he I I will never forget we we went to go watch the football game and his mom and dad he would just be beating the shit out of little kids as Willem stated, and they would be so excited. Like, like this kid could go to the NFL tomorrow excited. And you're like, no, I mean, anybody could blow through a little 30-pound dude running up and down the field. You know, like, this isn't this isn't talent. <laughs> what he's doing here is just... On any level of football. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Um, so, okay. Flavors that shouldn't be in beer. Yes. Do you want to start? You can't I say can, vanilla. Yeah, I can start. <clears throat> so it's not going to be vanilla, but okay, this is a trend in Texas. And there's one of the beers that I like, but the rest of them are all shit. The prickly pear. Yeah. Not a fan. I'm I'll not give you a that. fan. I will give you that. Which is the one that is done right? I like the Shiner one. Okay. I actually we're in agreement. Proper. We're in agreement there. I, I, I agree. Uh, that is the only prickly pear that I will fucking indulge. I will even uh, entertain drinking. Um, everything else is, is garbage town. It's one of two things. It's either un, undrinkably sweet or they try to make like a fucking margarita beer and it's goddamn awful. Like, yep, it's bad. Uh, Villem, do you happen to have one or would you like me to go? Happen to have one what? A, fla- a flavor that shouldn't be in beer. Uh... I wouldn't want to say anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's go into it this way. Um, it just if it's based in something you don't enjoy, we'll just like we 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 can yeah, go yeah. from there. We can expand on it. So uh, that's the right answer in this. In I this discussion. Like, when I when it comes to beer, I don't like, like sweet flavors, uh, syrupy textures. That's Ooh. like what I try to avoid. So, uh, that pops up for me when it comes to like heavy lactose beers or beers that are like, uh, the pastry, like pastry stouts, those things Mm, stick around for a long time. Those typically have vanilla, which we've already listed, but they also have lactose in them. And you know what? Outside of milk stout, which has lactose in it. I agree with you, Villem. I don't cool. think beer should have lactose. I love a good milk stout. Like, I love that's one of my favorite fall beers. Uh, I, they're they're fucking phenomenal. They they really are. But uh, people start using lactose and other shit, and then the next thing you know, you have lactose and vanilla in a goddamn hazy IPA, and you're calling it a milkshake, and you're trying to act fucking proud of yourself, and then all of a sudden, decadent ales in Massachusetts pours a fucking chunky monster into a glass, and it's <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, okay. So mine uh, would be cinnamon. I will say cinnamon, and that's okay. coming from someone who's drinking a cinnamon beer, like a cinnamon-based beer, right now. But okay, so cinnamon at the—that's what I was gonna say. Is it? Are you talking about cinnamon as a spice blend, or cinnamon as the primary sort of adjunct ingredient? Not either or. Honestly, either cinnamon, or. Cinnamon's okay. not a naturally occurring flavor in in uh, water malt hops yeast. Agreed. 
Understood. Uh, so, like, in when used in restraint and when used in, in proper blends, I enjoy cinnamon in beer. However, it is rare that someone uses cinnamon in beer, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good-ass beer. That's good. Yeah, it's, simil- it's similar to cloves and nutmeg. I mean, like, when done correctly, those two can be good. Is, is nutmeg going to be but, yours? Sorry? Is nutmeg going to be your next flavor? No, okay. no, it's not. Right. <clears throat> um. But I, I kind of, if they are your flavors, that's cool too. I'm just saying those those two to me would fall in the same uh, cinnamon world. Okay. What um, else you got? No, so my my next one, I know it might be controversial. Mm. Adding chocolate, uh, not a fan. Okay. I think I think uh, cacao, like I think the same flavor can be gotten. Through can be a toasting, uh, okay. Um, right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just adding cacao nibs to me adds. It's it's almost like it's too much. I've not had a beer where they do the cacao nib thing that I've enjoyed. I have the Alagash one here. It's called Bean Something or Another. I don't think that's. Um, I don't think that's cacao nibs. I think uh, the triple bean. Is co- just coffee and is that coffee? Yeah. So coffee was going to be my last one. So okay. um, well, I'll go. Ahead those and are the two. Uh, okay, so I will agree. Coffee in restraint is good. Most a lot of people have a hard time practicing restraint with coffee, and when you over co- when you put too much coffee in something or let coffee get too uh, acrid, whenever you add it in to your beer, it gives off a green chili flavor, especially in stouts and. I'm going to be honest. There were a couple times that Prairie Bomb came off as a green pepper beer. I mean, it was literally like bell, green bell pepper in a beer, and it was not <coughs> pleasant. However, when done right, like Allagash Bean, that is a coffee triple, and it is fucking phenomenal. It's very, it's very good, but it's not my favorite. The chocolate thing, I will say, there are some beers that uh, chocolate or cacao nibs do enhance the flavors of, but in general, adding, I, 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 I wrote down chocolate here because I agree. There's some brewers who try to add fucking cocoa powder to their shit, or the uh, brewing equipment. Wasn't there, wasn't powder. there a, an oval? Oh no, you made the Ovaltine. I ale. made the God Ovaltine beer, and it had coffee <laughs> and Ovaltine in it. Okay. And you know what? After six years, it was fucking good. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Awesome. Um, I just remember you told us to drink it because you didn't know if it was shelf stable for that long. <laughs> well, see, what happened was whenever you don't, whenever you use raw cacao nibs and you don't know what you're fucking doing and you just throw them into the finished beer, something happens where, like, you di- I didn't clean the cacao nibs um, and they were raw. So they had living cultures on them. And for a short period of, I don't know, three months to five years, there was some extra growth happening in those bottles. And it did develop a little they extra exploded. funk. No, they didn't explode. No, this they, was not the exploded one. No, yeah. I never, I didn't have anything that exploded without opening the bottle. Once you open the bottle, then yeah, it would explode. Uh, that was, okay, I did have a couple of those. <laughs> But this one was not one of those, uh, but it did taste very different than it did when it went into the bottles, and that was not what I was going for. But after six years, it was good. All that to say, chocolate and coffee, I can see your connections on those. And honestly, unless you are a hardcore, like a diehard 
like coffee drinker and coffee explorer, coffee and beer can be really overwhelming. So I agree. I agree. Uh, Villem, do you have a flavor that you would not like to ever see in beer? Um, dude, no, I don't really. I mean, I pretty much outlined it with that one. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Well, so I will, I will, I will continue going. <laughs> I am going yeah. to focus on what I, I, I have had. Um, curry, curry fucking spices can stay the fuck out of beer. Uh, it wasn't just that one uh, curry Hefeweizen that yeah, I had. Right on a curry, like like what it tasted like and what your thoughts were and whatever. I'm sorry. What was the first part of that question? Was that a was it a question? Just like elaborate on when you tasted a curry ale or whatever the hell it was. It it literally it it literally tasted so. You know those packets of curry seasoning that you can get with like uh, homemade, uh, like those home the, the the make curry at home packets that like Sarah Lee makes or where the fuck it is you buy at, buy yeah, the store. Yeah. So you know the curry the generic curry powder which is yeah. not a fucking thing in general, but the the generic curry powder that's like yellow, and yeah, uh, yeah. whenever you cook with it, like it is, sometimes the dust will like billow up in your face and you get that like weird, like overwhelming. Uh, like yeah, aromas. Yeah, it fucks up your sinuses big time. Okay, well imagine that, but just pour directly into a liquid and then drinking <laughs> that liquid, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" It tastes like I'm drinking turmeric, which I guess now we know is like a supposed to be fucking help healthy if you drink like turmeric yeah. and cardamom and all this other shit. It was like that, and it wasn't the the issue was it wasn't enjoyable. Like it wasn't like something like, oh, this is a cool, wonderful experience. And it also wasn't like enhancing the beer experience either. It was like, what the fuck <laughs> is any of this shit? What is so it? Just why? Actually, yeah. why? Just why? Why? I'm more um, now than I was before. Yeah. About, I honestly want to try one. Don't. I fucking trust me. Okay. I mean, so, so, so was the coconut curry at all like, did it at all taste like a coconut curry in the bottle yeah no it tasted like i took coconut curry like dry powder and i poured it into a hefeweizen oh that's like, disgusting oh, boom bitch like it literally was like that's the dudes fucking like, disgusting the dudes that always sunny in philadelphia were like boom bitch and they just walked out of the brew the brew kettle like the the, the brew platform yeah. and yeah i mean if i saw that on the shelf i'd probably think it was a joke uh, dude, okay. Like, so I don't know that I would, I would, I would spend the money on it. What's even worse is part of their what they called Lips of Faith series at the time, and Lips of Faith was like their pilot batch, or like their really, I mean, for a national brewery, their pilot batch. So they did twenty two oh, ounce bombers, and a lot of their Lips of Faith series beers were fucking phenomenal. Like, I mean, we're talking some of the best sours that I've ever had came out of that Lips of Faith series, but also the goddamn coconut curry Hefeweizen came out of that Lips of Faith series, and I wanted to. I just wanted to headbutt a knife, honestly. He was bad. So, uh, just how much of that? So, I think curry's super misunderstood in the United States. Oh, yeah, so, as people who cook with our, with curry, we use it on this podcast. And we don't need to talk to Jay about curry, but I think a lot of people think there's something called the curry plant that we yeah, grind up. Right. That is not what curry <laughs> is. So, for those people out there who is all who have always thought that curry is a spice blend primarily paprika chili powder 
and turmeric, and then they add some cardamom and bay leaves and, and stuff star in there. Anise but, and everything else that fucking is yeah. And ev- but every every curry and every region's kind of different. The one that you see that's primarily yellow is it's a very British American version of curry. Normally, curry's kind of brownish, um, and that curry is mostly turmeric. So when when you're cooking with curry you're not cooking with a plant you're cooking with a spice mix sort of like garam masala is the same thing um and to think that you can use curry the spice mix in a beer is insanity like the number of flavors that are in there the mix ratio right like it's not like adding nutmeg to a beer nutmeg is nutmeg is nutmeg cinnamon is cinnamon is cinnamon vanilla is vanilla vanilla it's like oh this batch is going to get three scoops of curry, but you don't know how well blended that curry is. You don't know sort of the primary structure that you're putting into that beer. That could be 70% turmeric. And what you put in the next kettle could be 65 and it could taste totally different. It's it's just a very dumb fucking experiment to undertake. Like as soon as you said curry in a beer, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. It was like, Okay, I guess you could do that science experiment. I'm sure it's not going to taste the same every bottle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Frank, did you have another one that you wanted to throw out? Okay, so this is a universal. Everybody who's had it, it popped in my mind just as you were talking about uh, kind of what happens if you overboil or put too much coffee and stuff. <sighs> Twisted X almost shut down the brewery because of this. <laughs> Any, 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 I mean, fucking any, it's been tried. Okay. Any pepper, any live vegetal matter. Don't just fucking don't twisted X made this jalapeno lager. They made a hatch green chili lager. They made a fucking, uh, uh, habanero sour of some kind. Stay away. It's not possible. It tastes like shit. It has stay away. Yeah, no, it has. It, it still has the oils. So yeah. the worst part about drinking those beers, Willem, is you will open one. It won't burn your mouth. And the next one will burn your fucking rectum. Like it's yeah. it, it, they're so inconsistent. Ballast Point had a beer. It was called Hol- uh, Habanero Sculpin. OK, Sculpin is like their like flagship IPA. It's a great beer. Yeah, yeah. They have like a juicy version of it. It's fantastic. They have a wild version. It's fantastic. And the grapefruit's then, great. The grapefruit, yeah, great, wonderful. And, and you know what? Pine- Frank? Pineapple's not that good. Pineapple's not that good. But that grapefruit was one of the first like nationally distributed fruited IPAs, and yeah. it was well done. However, uh, their habanero sculpin, literally on the bottle, it says like he. Uh, and it was like heat intensity will vary by bottle. But it's because capsation can't be captured and like dosed at, at, at one time. So literally, wow. they will put habaneros in a fucking bright tank, like in a in a like a fermentation vessel or a bright tank, a carbonation vessel. They will put fucking like just straight heat in there, and they will try to keep it circulated while they're bottling. Uh, but guess what, motherfucker? It does what it wants to do. So you may have a six pack and five beers are just like, oh, this is really good. This is low spice. This is, I mean, but like it's subtle. I get it. And everybody's hanging around the table. Grandma comes over. What's this? I like spicy things. And they hand them a bottle of fucking <laughs> habanero sculpin. Next thing you know, grandma's dead of a heart attack because goddamn, she got the one bottle that was capsation level a thousand because all the habanero like juice or matter just collected there and boom, done. 
I will agree with you. Also, coming from someone who has developed a fucking an allergy to peppers over the last 10 years of my life, I can't drink any pepper beer because of fear that I will end up in the goddamn hospital. So fuck that peppers. Sucks. Fuck peppers uh, in your beer. No, it doesn't suck that you can't drink pepper beer. It sucks that you can't eat peppers. And that's um, the other thing. Like sometimes I'll just be eating a dish and be like, this is hot to anybody else? Is this like mouth numbingly hot to anybody else? And everybody else is fine. I'm like, nah, okay. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take some Benadryl and uh, stop eating right now. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. So so it, it, to those of you out there thinking, because I know there are those they're full of shit. You it can be done. Think? Wait, what? I don't know. I, I feel like there's that one person out there that's like, you know, I've had a good habanero beer. This is a, a shitty take. Well, and no, uh, there's a there I, there is a brewery, and uh, you, you might have had one, but well, I tell you, you probably have never had a six pack. Um, well, no, I wanted to bring up there, the fact that like all these flavors, we're not saying they should never be in beer. We're just saying that if you want to make a good beer, either use these in the correct proportions or don't use them at all. And just I stay away. They're dangerous. The, they're dangerous ingredients. Um, so, <clears throat> to to the habanero beer drinker out there, um, just know there's a brewery in Austin built a fancy fucking facility out in Driftwood. Bet their fucking future on peppered beers, what they called Mexican style cerveza, something or another. Um. They almost went bankrupt because they, the brewer would not stop brewing these shitty fucking peppered beers. I just want one um, point of clarification. You're 100% correct, but cerveza-style beers do not equal any sort of pepper. That is 1,000% corn no, yeah, and like maybe lime and salt added. I'll give you that, but cerveza-style does not no, equal so what they, I That's correct, but what they, what they put at the base was like they're a cerveza-style brewery with a twist, and they called themselves... Twisted X. Now, Twisted X is no longer like this. No, they're not. Thank okay. God. Oh. Their beer is is very good right now. Like they they make very very good beer. But when we first moved here, that was dog shit beer. I mean, like you could not drink it. It was that bad because they would put pepper in it, and it was fucking awful. So yeah, stay away from pepper. <laughs> okay, I got one uh, that I came up with while we were talking as well. And this might come as a bit of a surprise because it's not a very popular ingredient to add. And as a matter of fact, I had a beer with this as an ingredient uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast. I guess over a month ago. But lemongrass. Stay the fuck out of beer. Lemongrass is goddamn awful. Lemongrass flavor coming out of hops, that's acceptable because it's like subtle and a hint of. But lemongrass as an ingredient added to beer... Guess what, yeah. motherfucker? It is very difficult to control the amount of lemongrass flavor that comes out of the goddamn lemongrass itself. And what you end up with is a mess on your hands. So lemongrass, get fucked. Even more, one step further, lemongrass and basil, get the fuck out of beer. You don't need to be in Yeah, because basil, basil just turns into pepper. Yeah. Like it, 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 That flavor goes completely away when you just take the oil out. Here's what I will say. You want to... You want a bit of it brewing advice for you brewers out there who want to do some shit funky and weird? Add sage. Don't add basil. Add sage. Sage in a beer is fucking phenomenal, especially a highly phenolic uh, beer like a Witbeer or a Hefeweizen. 
Absolutely. Sage will be a fucking phenomenal addition. Like, and you want to add, you know what? I'm not going to give all my secrets away, but Sage is a really good addition to throw into a beer. We're at nine, gentlemen. We're at nine. Nine so, flavors. So, okay. Another one that people need to be very careful of, and I know this is a favorite of at least two Hold on. of our casters. Let's let's put it to this. Frank, you submit yours. I will submit mine. And we'll okay. have a villain vote on which one needs to make which one of ours needs okay. to make into that top ten. Sound good? <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Um my, mine's kind of a it's 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 two things, but it's the same thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Um people who uh, feel the need to um, mass produce super funky yeast and hop strains. Okay, it, it is interesting. Don't get me wrong, but you need to be very careful. I've had so many of those like, oh, yeah, we reconstituted this yeast strain and we're brewing with it. You're like, yeah, maybe there's a reason it died. You know, like it, it tastes like shit. Um, or some of the hop strains that are super wild, they, they're super funky. Like, no, I don't have an issue with it. Sure, it's got a crowd. Be careful. Um, again, seasonal release. Have your fun with it. Not a problem. Some people will like it. I've never had a very good experience with those unless they're like a dogfish head reviving a strain. Or, you know, like if I go to a local brewery, like Live Oak does this all the time. They revive 200-year-old hop strains and then they do um, theirs is yeast. Theirs is definitely yeast. Strain. Sorry, yeast strains. Yeah, um, they have a yeast sort of room in in the brewery where they where they constantly do this. So um, that stuff to me is interesting, and I know that when they're doing it, by the time it gets to my glass, it's gone through so many iterations. They figured out how to brew with this yeast. It's a thing. What I don't trust is this X Y Z brewery down the street. Who built this one and a half million dollar facility, and now all of a sudden I need to trust their brewer, you know? But their normal beer is just okay. Like I just think it's it's to me again, in the vein of this conversation, you probably need to stay away from that until you know you're live oak. <laughs> you know I, uh, okay I can I can get on board with that. I I, I will say uh, I would focus more on yeast strains rather than. Uh, rather than hops. And here's why I will say that because hops do vary from batch to batch and it is not under the brewer's control. However, I still will go with you on the taste it before you put it out in the market. And then I guess I'll, I'll agree with you on, on hops, but yeast yeast, I can definitely get on board with you with. So I, I, I if, if it's okay, focus yours on yeast and, and sure. And, and, not a, not and, a problem. And, and I mean, I think, I think the hops thing to me is just, Okay, it, it, like it's cool that you can grow it and that you can source it, and yeah. But there is also a reason that brewing has been around for so long, In and that some of these strains are no longer really being used. You know, like or that strains that are are popular and are viable for beer production are grown in certain areas of the world. Yeah. So one of those that that comes to mind, and is actually something I was talking to a buddy, a, a fellow beer nerd about, was Neo Mexicanus uh, hop, the the hop type hop variety. Um, which is grown in, like, found in the lower 48 states, like, lower, lower, like, New Mexico, uh, southern Colorado area. Makes sense. Um, yep. It's a very hardy plant, so it grows out in the fucking desert, or, like, what's the high desert. And uh, Sierra Nevada made a beer with it as part of their 
um, hemisphere like hop series. Okay. And that's where I first tasted Southern hemisphere hops and it was fucking amazing, but it was because Sierra Nevada had the resources to pull hops from New Zealand and mass produce a beer with it. It was fucking awesome. But later in that series with the Neo Mexicanas hops. And I was like, this is fucking wild. It tasted unlike anything else that I'd ever tasted. Uh, so, but it was good. So another brewery made it uh, more. It was a, a, a New Mexican brewery. I forget if it was Santa Fe or one of the other like New Mexico breweries. They made a beer with Neo Mexicanas hops. And guess what? It fucking sucked. It was goddamn awful. Like one of the worst but that's, fucking pale ales I've ever had. So that's why like I was like, eh, well, I've had a good version. But I agree with you on yeast strains. There's some yeast strains that are revived that should never be revived because they died for like God killed them. On purpose. They put there was them a down. good reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a good reason for it. And I guess, but on the hop strains, I, I feel the same. Like, I think these are two similar lines of thinking to me. Well, the um, difference being. If, you, if you're, if you, no, no, no. So on the hop strain, it speaks to the fact that Sierra Nevada did it right. Like, I will trust a dogfish head brewed beer with yeast that's pulled from a fucking bread container in Egypt 2000 years ago. Right. Because I know they're going to go through 50 iterations to figure out how this yeast behaves best with the ingredients that they're offering. They will do the same thing with hops. I just, every single time that I've gone to these small production brew houses and they're like, Oh, try this. This is a hop strain. Nobody uses, or it's a hop strain that like no one in Texas uses or whatever. That's immediate. Frank's asking for a sample. Like I'm not ordering that beer. I will taste it. And then if I like it, maybe Thus far, it's never turned into an order. It mm. just hasn't. The, the, the amount of money it takes to perfect that chemistry, you don't have. And that's okay. Don't fuck around with it. Like, Go, go make something that it has consistent, reproducible qualities right. that you can get really good at and known for and brand. And don't fuck around with these 10, 15, however many we have. Things that just, they can be in beer, but you need to be very careful because you can fuck up a lot of beer okay. <laughs> by doing this wrong. Okay, so you know what? I feel confident in my 10th t- my pick that Villain is going to pick mine. So I'll let you have hops, yeast, fucking water, whatever you want to throw in because I know my 10th pick is going to get Villain's attention. He's going to fucking side with me, okay? Here's my here's my pick, my nomination for 10, the, t- the 10th ingredient that should never be in beer. Okay. It Condiments. And when I say condiments, I want you to take a look at my screen right now, and this is why condiments should never be in beer. This is Buffalo Wangs made by Martin House Brewing. It is a buffalo wing sauce sour beer, okay? So I just want you to know that that is a thing that is happening in beer where people are putting shit like buffalo wing sauce, they're putting mustard, they're putting uh, tacos, like just straight up fucking taco seasoning in beer. Shouldn't be. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it open as condiments. Should never be in beer. And that's coming from a person who's had uh, Revolver's, uh, what is it, corn dog beer that they make. They make a beer that is meant to be poured into a glass and then rimmed with French's yellow mustard. And, <laughs> and honestly, I've tasted it, and it's not bad. However, it is not good, and I don't think people should be mixing condiments with beer. So take your... Uh, take, take your... Take your yeast strain, take your hop strain, shove it up your ass. No, but I mean that's that's an easy pick. What yeah. the fuck are they doing? Yeah, that was. See, that's why I said I'm confident. Like, did you run? Does Martin House have a good ESB that we can talk about? 
No, they don't. That's not their style. Do they have a good Mirtz? I don't give a shit. No, they have good any beers. styles of style before you get to Buffalo no, they, sour beer. They have, okay, they have so, they have a lot of good beers. Martin House does. But I it, don't give a shit, Brian. The fact that they went there, well, instead of going, we have a limited release, really good ESB that we're proud of, well, or a limited release Mirzen for well, Oktoberfest. Their, their shit is their shit is sours. They make the pickle beer, which is actually really good. Fine, F- I don't. They that's make fine. Their, I'm telling you, it's regular... insulting that they went there first. No, they didn't go there first. It's stupid. Frank, Frank, they did not go there first. And it is not, this is not meant to be an attack on Martin House by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not attacking them. You are. Martin House makes a lot of fantastic (laughs) beers. But what I am saying is, don't mix condiments in with your beer. And that is coming, that is going to a brewery who makes a really good condiment based beer in their best made pickle beer. It's fantastic. It's like drinking pickle juice. But this. But that's not a condiment. Pickles are a fucking condiment. It's literally definition of a condiment. It's no, shit you throw juice, on. It's shit sure, you throw but the, on the a juice, burger. The juice is all, it's fennel and dill and... Oh, you mean like, like the things that flavor the condiment? It's spices. Of, oh, a pickle. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So, I, like, I could see pickle It's okay to say, it's okay, to, it's okay to say, Brian, you're right. You know what? I'm thinking about it. You're right. It's fine. No, wait. Anyway, here's, so okay. here's, here's me. No, don't, 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 don't. Let me quickly clarify. I'm oh. not saying Martin House has bad beer. I've never had their beer. What I'm saying is, before you make the decision to go put out a buffalo wing sauce beer, mm. pass through your mind what you're about to do, and yep. then think maybe it's going to be more impressive if we put out as a sour beer company. An Oktoberfest. No one would expect it. Uh, I'm, yeah, no one might. expected. No one expected the Buffalo Wing Sauce beer because literally no one in the crowd asked for it. What are we doing? It, it, That's my point. I don't care. Martin House. I guaranteed you like them. They make good sour beers. I don't drink sour beers, so I don't really give a shit. I honestly, but I hate. I hate when salty ladies. As, it's goddamn awful. But but as a business decision, what are you doing? Like, why not? You, you could you could sell your Oktoberfest. Out the door in a day if people like your sours. Uh, yeah, no, but here's the deal. Uh, if people like your sours and they think of what here, listen to what you just said. If people like your sours, they'll buy your Oktoberfest out in a day. If sure. people like your sours, why would they come to you for a non soured beer? Why would they come to you why for something that is coming a, to that can be found for any from anywhere else in the in the area? Think about so then that. your thought should be no, no, you're actually proving my point. Your thought should be. Why would they come to me for something flavored buffalo? Like, I, I, it's it's dumb. It's just not a good business decision. Like, you could sell out. Here's, I guarantee you, if they released an ESB it, or an Oktoberfest, stop, stop, stop with the ESB. Stop with the ESB. Stop with the Oktoberfest. And here's why I will say: I it. no one's buying an ESB. No one except for you, myself, and other beer nerds are buying ESBs. They're just not. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest are literally a dime a dozen, and they Martin House may produce an Oktoberfest that I just don't buy because I can buy several others that are better. The point in doing this, they're one. They're not betting the house. They're not betting Martin's house on this Wang's beer. They're just not. It is a beer that will probably they probably made a fucking five a uh, a uh, 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 five barrel batch of. They're selling it out of their tap room, calling it done. The point that I am making here, and the point that I want to make to you, Frank, is that not discussing this in business terms, in any in any sort way type or or fashion. This is simply based on flavor. 
what we would enjoy seeing in beer and what we definitely do not enjoy seeing in beer, which to me would be all the flavors found in fucking buffalo wing sauce, which is like vinegar, uh, hot spice, and goddamn, I don't know, what is sugar of some sort. It's mainly paprika, yeah. None of that is fucking enjoyable in beer. Thus being the point of my condiment selection. Not running down Martin House, which they do this shit as clickbait. This is the definition of fucking beer clickbait. They do it so that it can get picked up on the worst beer blog. They do it so they can get picked up by other fucking beer shit posters across the internet. They just got picked up by us. I mean, we're like influencers. Where we're fucking dick deep. We are balls ass. Our balls are in them right now. We are, what is that called? I think there's a term of like triple dog or something like that. I don't know. Celebrating when this episode finally gets posted. Oh, they will fucking. Uh, you know what? I'm going to wait till they post that they're sold out of the beer before I post this episode just to spite them. But all that to say, Villain, the decision is on you. Okay. All the all the business acumen aside, all the bad bad business ideas aside, is it yeast, yeast and hop strains that should have died out a long time ago because natural selection killed them off, rightfully so. Like, why are we trying to? Why are we trying to? Um, who's that guy that Jesus resurrected? It's not Judas. Who's the other guy? Uh, fucking Rick. It's not. We're not trying to Rick from the Bible. This this guy and bring him back from the dead. We shouldn't do that. You should just let those yeast strains and hop strains die. Frank, don't Google Rick. I know it's not Rick was not in the Bible. I know it's not who. No, I know. I'm trying to think. I don't think Jesus actually resurrected anybody but himself. No, he resurrected somebody else. He did it to spite somebody. It was a whole fucking thing. It was a parable. Um, Lazarus. Lazarus. That's the guy. Oh, actually, Lazarus Brewing down in uh, down in Austin. Pretty good brewing company. All that to say, or should the tenth spot. Instead of going to yeast and hop strains that have died out, should it go to condiments added to beers? Your choice, Villain. Big damn deal. Okay. I think uh, it should go to condiments because I think those are way worse. Like Absolutely. I mean, the ability to fuck it up is way easier. I love (laughs) (laughs) The ability to fuck it up is way easier, which should be the consulting conversation for any goddamn brewery when they're looking at adding any of those 10 ingredients that we've listed out tonight. Oh, you're going to fuck this up way easier if you go with any of these 10 things. Just fucking keep them out of your brew house. I'm not anti-historic strains, but I think that's kind of cool, honestly. Uh, you again, Villem. Oh, sweet, sweet Villem with with the with a positive outlook on life. You have not been ruined by yeast strains that have fucking come back from the dead, zombified, and are tainting the beer world. Trust. Oh, like you like gave me the shits kind of thing. Well, that too, man. Honestly, like <laughs> there's a reason that, like to Frank's point, like there's a reason that some yeast strains have fallen out of favor. One of them, just off the top of my head. It's called flocculation, the ability to fall out of suspension once fermentation is complete. Some yeast strains are what are called highly flocculent, and others are not. Those not-so-flocculent strains, like if you don't run them through a centrifuge, they will remain in the package, like in the beer, like into the packaging process. Um, and when you drink them, even in like small amounts, say two 12-ounce package, 12-ounce bottles, it's like eating an entire fucking case of that Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt that makes you shit good. 
It's like eating an entire case of that. It is like taking a handful of probiotics and just tossing those pills back. And you'd be like, yeah, everything's fine. It'll be fine. And you'll be shitting rabbit pellets for fucking five days. It's <laughs> awful. It, and it changes the flavor. Like a lot of the flavor, again, from any distilling brewing process comes from the yeast, right? Yeah, so like it, to- it totally messes with it. Um and not always in a good way. Oh. Like it's we 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 had discussed the you actually were away from your mic, but I'd say some of those yeast strains are even more offensive than um, <clears throat> the way that people find that smoked beer from Live Oak. Like yeah. some people smell that beer and can't even think about drinking it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Th- some of the yeast strains do the same thing. Like it what do smell- they do with, like smoked scotches and things. Yeah, they, I mean that's why Isla scotches are fucking the alcohol, very different, yeah, like uh, d- uh, divisive. Sorry, but the 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 alcohol also takes over the nose a little bit in those, so you're not you're not. It's so clear in this beer, right? That it's like it smells like liquid smoke in some of the the scotches that are super smoky and peaty. You can smell it, but it's not you can still smell and then feel okay to drink it. You know, like it's not, it's not going to be as overwhelming as that beer. The beer is straight up. You might as well be sitting next to a campfire. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Sometimes like with Isla scotches, uh, you get other flavors that are brought in. It's not just peat smoke. It's like an iodine like mixed in with it. And it's also like sea salt. (laughs) But it's like all those, all those flavors melted together are, like palatable and they're very good like, very very good uh-huh. like yeah it, you can the the first time i tasted lafroy i was like well, this tastes like fucking burning campfire like it does not it doesn't doesn't smell good doesn't taste good i don't enjoy this at all but literally the second sip i was like i'm in i can see why this has value this is fucking fantastic but it didn't smell like grajitsky from live oak that fucking beer smells like i, I can't express it enough it's burning ham it's like wood burnt ham it's got that fatty you you smell you smell the wood like and it's but but it's like it's wood and like fatty fatty salty burning is what like the the best way i can describe it and like once you taste it you're like oh this shit's to me it's like oh this shit's amazing it's phenomenal i also like you villain like i would rather taste like a historic yeast strain just to see what it tastes like uh, so I get a better understanding of what people in like, I don't know, the 1600s were drinking versus like what our 21st century version of a light wheat oh, wait, beer. And you're not, you mean? Oh, yeah. Just- but I also am a fucking full on ass beer nerd who will yeah. punish myself to taste like what effects having chlorinated tap water um, on a Belgian, a traditional Belgian triple tastes like, which I'm just going to tell you right now, don't ever brew a beer, a Belgian triple with fucking tap water because it will turn out like goddamn 1977 Listerine and will have a, (laughs) what do you brew like distilled water? No, I brew with spring water, um, but spring water is not chlorinated. Even uh, tap, even like the best tap water has traces of chlorine, and when you mix it in with a traditional Belgian like uh, uh, Belgian Golden Strong yeast strain, fucking will produce this crazy medicinal green apple flavor that is awful. Mm. It's fucking awful. I drank five gallons of it. It was bad. 
Brian. Well, <laughs> it was this is before in such great quantities. This is well, it's because that's the batch size. One, two. Uh, this is pre no beer left behind, but I, I still had the lifestyle in me of like I made this. It's gonna be consumed. I'm not pouring this out. That was before I made a really, really, truly bad beer that I did pour out. Um, yeah. But I was like, I also kegged it, so I'm like, oh, I've got beer on tap that's seven percent alcohol. Let's get fucked up, bro. And then it was just bad. My so, wife, um, uh, sorry. Uh, shit, I'm losing it now. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a world where, uh, dogfish head revives like an old strain and makes a delicious beer. There's no world where someone makes a delicious beer that you drink out of a mustard rimmed glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very true. Very true. And very on that true. note, I feel like we should wrap after that. Wait, 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 oh, wait. I've got one, one last thing. If you are able to right now, um, I just saw it for the first time on tap. So I wanted to give it a shout out. Uh, Real ales, devil's backbone. I've never seen it on tap, saw it on tap this week. Had a glass. So fucking good. Yeah, it's fantastic. So good. Belgian triple, probably one of the best brewed in Texas. It's fucking amazing. And on tap, it's even better. Um, Fuck around with that one. From Blanco, Real Ale, Devil's Backbone. It's the shit. I mean, that's the beer that Derek and I fucking, I feel like we grew up on as far as like homebrewing beers go. Uh, Because we would buy six packs of it and just down it. Um, Devil's Backbone comes in 12 pack cans now, which you, you need to fuck around with that. Very dangerous. And also, very dangerous. My friend, Devil's Backbone has been on tap for a long minute, but I am glad that no, you No, but got no one ever has them. I'm no one ever you, has it on I'm tap. I'm glad that you got to experience it on tap because it is a fucking so life altering experience. As a matter of fact, I had the opportunity to buy a keg of it a couple months ago, and I kind of regret not pulling the trigger on it because it's only like 126 bucks for a six barrel keg. Oh God. It was a, it, it would have been a, it would have been a hellish weekend, but I should have done it. All right. Uh, well on that note, also devil's backbone got a redesign on the package on the package or in the label. And it looks fucking dope. Good job. Real ale. I appreciate it. Uh, okay. Thank you for hanging in with us as we went down the top 10 flavors of beer to not put in beer. Okay, we'll figure out how to way to market that and make it pretty. Uh, but let me turn that down because it's hella loud. Um, but uh, if you want to reach out to us and uh, tell us how wrong or most likely how right we were with our flavor descriptions and flavor picks, uh, reach out to us over on Twitter and Instagram at no beer left at no beer left cast. Jesus Christ, uh, or on Twitter at nblb beer. Uh, you can hit us up on any of those at no beer left behind cast at gmail.com for the email for the uh, geezers out there who are still hitting that snail mail electronic style. You can catch us over there. Uh, be sure to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let us know five stars only how we're doing and uh, make sure you let others know five stars only uh, that they should be listening to us five stars only. For Brian here in North Texas, it was damn fun hanging out with you two, uh, Willem and Frank. Thank you for hopping on. Until next time, for Brian in North Texas, I am out.
Thank you, Brian. I also had a wonderful time. Um, also, nobodyleftbehind.com. It was down briefly at some point. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Didn't have time to look into it. That's good Seems to know. Seems to be back now. So <laughs> <laughs> none of us noticed. <laughs> and for uh, and Tulsa, bye. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, for Frank in far, 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 far north McAllen, Texas. Um, wanted to give a shout out to Devil's Backbone Brewing and Real Ale for not getting into a fucking lawsuit and fuck the Coke dude from Stone for suing people into the earth of the Stone name. Again, reminder, don't buy Stone and don't buy Founders. These are things we boycott in real life because they're full of shit. I'm out. 